hi everybody welcome to this episode on postpartum care for mothers today i'm talking to my friend ama who is going to talk to us about uh, postpartum care in ghana so welcome ama if you can shortly introduce yourself and tell me which ethnic group you are going to be talking about today yeah thank you so <laughs> much georgie I'm really excited to announce to the world that I, too, am part of your village, even though <laughs> I have a different ethnic group. So um, quickly to introduce myself, I have, uh, so George already told you my name, Ama. I have a Dutch and a Ghanaian background. Um, but to say, to call yourself Ghanaian is a bit, uh, for me, is a bit complicated because I'm from an ethnic group that is also in Togo. So, and also in Benin, and our ethnic group is the Airways. So, I'll be talking about the Airways. Okay. Yeah. Looking forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, can you tell me a little bit about what happens after, as soon as a woman gives birth to her first child? I don't know if there's a difference between first, second, third, because in our culture, it's the first one that really, you know, counts because you help the mother. But, um, what is the what do you do with the mother who gives birth to her first child? Yeah, so I mean, I think, of course, with urbanization, um, what we do has changed. But uh, when I had my child, I was uh, very touched by what happens when you've mm. given birth. So when you've given birth to a child, I feel like there's a, a certain graduation that you've gone through, and it seems that it's quite typical for a woman to go to her mother's house, Mm -hmm. uh, so her maternal home. And in the maternal home, the women of the family take care of the mother and the child. So the idea is that the mother doesn't have to do so much, the new mother. Mm -hmm. She uh, is, everyone does their best to make sure she can rest. So this is the constant reminder and insistence is to get rest. And it's so important to take soups so people are constantly making soups for you to drink. Yeah, me. <laughs> uh, exactly, because there's specific soups, so palm nut soup, for instance, and light soup, so it's a type of tomato soup um, that helps to give more milk, so the, the warm, mm-hmm. warm liquids. And yeah. um, also what is typical is that the grandmother uh, bats the child, so yeah. the new grandmother. Everybody changes when a baby joins the the family, because you get yeah. a new position. So the grandmother or the great-grandmother, if they're around, baths the child. And the bath is what I find really interesting because um, um, when the baby... Okay, so it's very important the baby gets their first bath quite quickly, which in yeah. Europe seems to be like, now they say, wait a week or something, just sit there with your, yeah. with your baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they told me. They're like, the, the skin, the whatever, the... The wax on the baby's body, yeah. the what I forgot the name of it. They're like, just leave it on because it protects the baby's skin and keeps it hydrated. Yeah. So don't wash it for 24 hours. I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, I was in <laughs> so culture clash, right? Because your mom's probably standing there thinking, like, <laughs> yeah, like, can I scrub 24 this hours? <laughs> <laughs> so, then, so then we do the bath, right? And the bath is what I like, what I find interesting about the bath to like it is another level of judgment because when you watch your mm. baby being bathed like that, your heart uh, can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your heart can start to pound a little. But, you know, <laughs> if somebody else's baby and you're watching it, it's fascinating because 
um, basically what happens is the grandmother stretches their legs. So they wear, uh, yeah. they, they wear a, a big dress and they roll the dress up to the hip level. And they're okay. sitting on very low stools, these stools yeah. that, you, you know, these stools, you are sitting on them. And yeah. then you have these basins, a wild, wide basin mm-hmm. under the legs of the grandmother. And the grandmother puts yeah. her, her, lodges her legs in front so that there's yeah. like a bridge over the basin, right? Yeah. And yeah. then there are three buckets. There's a bucket of hot water, a bucket of cold water, and a bucket each. that they mix each... Uh, they mix the water in to get the perfect okay. temperature for the baby. Okay. Yes. And each time they're touching this baby, they have mixed the water for the temperature. So, and in the, oh I think goodness. it's the hot water, they put, and maybe I'm revealing to um, some kernels of corn yeah. in it. And the, these, so everything they do has a significance. Yes, um, of course. So I think the kernels, and, and I stand to be corrected if anyone's listening to this and knows better, please correct me. That's how we will get better <laughs> in life. I think yeah. the kernels of corn uh, signify life. So because okay. water is life and then they put the corn because like corn is a very important element when you are yeah. born. Corn and born. Maybe just because it rhymes. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they put the corn in the water and then they put the baby on the mother's, uh, on the grandmother's thighs. Yeah. And now it's as actually what's happening is a massage. So you put the a, a washcloth in the in the mixed water, water. in the bucket that yeah. has been mixed, and the the baby's body is pressed with this warm water, and the baby's lying mm-hmm. calmly most of the time yeah. on grandmother's on their lap, and yeah. the grandmother yeah. is uh, holding the baby and looking at the baby. Now, what uh, when I saw my my grandmother bathing my baby, I noticed mm. she was doing something. Where she was each day that she bathed my baby, she was saying mm. she was calling somebody. She was like, okay. "Oh, is it you?" It's like she could see some some family member, mm-hmm. and she's yeah. like, "Oh, today you have come. Oh, mm-hmm. today is that person." So she, there's something sort of ancestral going on yeah. where okay. the, like all these pre people in the family who have passed seem to yeah. appear in that moment of bathing the baby, and okay. they're like, "Oh, have you come?" Oh, okay. Today it's somebody else, and then you start hearing these names of people that you've mm-hmm. never met or heard of. And um, yeah, I didn't see my mom doing that so much. But this bathing is super important. Sometimes mm. babies cry a lot. They stretch. Oh my God, the massage can be yeah. very intense. <laughs> they pulled the baby and and put a yes. little sheer butter. These yeah. babies are buttered up. But you know whether they cry or not, this bath makes it like it knocks them out like they go to sleep yeah. for hours you know yeah. <laughs> so and then everybody gets a break everybody gets yeah. so everyone allows the grandmother or great-grandmother or auntie if necessary the elder in the household to bath yeah. this baby so that afterwards okay. there's peace peace and love yeah. now after the baby is born uh one week exactly a week after the baby is born the baby is allowed to go outside for the first time Okay. This is called the outdooring. And this is when the baby Mm -hmm. is now out, uh, ready to stay. The idea is that the first week, the baby is not, it might be just a visiting spirit. Mm. And then Mm. after one week, if the baby is still there, the baby will go outside and is put on the floor to touch the Mm -hmm. earth, connect with the earth. And then there are three elements given to the baby. I don't know if I'm going to say it right. Uh, 
but it's a water mm-hmm. for truth. Uh, okay. I think uh, droplets. Very. I mean, when we, when I say we give the baby, these are tiny droplets, like yeah, a yeah, droplet yeah. in the mouth for to so that the, to guide the baby, uh, like okay. uh, morally to always speak the yeah. truth. I think alcohol okay. to know right mm-hmm. from wrong, and okay. uh, honey to be loving and caring or something like this. To, oh, I like that. Yeah, it's a very small droplet. Yeah. And then, uh, but there's so many rituals around the birth of a child. because Everybody comes to visit the mother. And yeah. after this, at the one week point, the baby gets their name. That's mm-hmm. when the, because now it's a person who's staying. So now they can yeah. get a person's name. When okay. the baby gets this name, everyone who visits has to repeat the name and drink to seal the deal. I have recognized okay. that this child is here. Name this is, is your child. Okay. And sometimes they are asked to give the child something. That's not a thing, but a wish, you know. Mm. This, is the, this is your welcome, whatever the baby's name is. And then mm-hmm. drink the drink and say something nice to the parents as guidance or for the baby. As God. Like a blessing. Yeah, like a blessing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like a blessing. Yeah. 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 So that's, I think, more or less like how it goes. You know, you have to wear white. You have to wear white because you're pure. On that day? Yes. Especially on that day. Yeah. The baby as yes, well? Everybody is in white. The visitors are in the white. Baby. The baby's in white. Parents are in white. Yeah. Okay. So when, uh, just, just to go back a little bit, when the grandma calls the spirits' names, is it to, for them to protect uh, the baby? Or what's the role of the spirits yeah. coming? Or is it to acknowledge their existence? Yeah, I, the way I understand it, it's to acknowledge that you are not alone. You know, you, you, no, okay. yeah. you stem from somewhere. So mm-hmm. in my impression from what I saw, and maybe I'm being too, like, anyway, this is what I, this is what I saw is that it's yeah. like an acknowledgement that you are of a line, but also a type of acknowledgement that you are not an individual alone mm-hmm. in this moment of yes. the bath, in this pure moment where you are not yet a complete person. You are seeing the, all yes. the elements that influence the forming of the person. And it takes mm. an elder to see that. So it's like... Um, mm, I got goosebumps. Yeah, I also get goosebumps when I think about these moments, see... Because I, I'm really lucky yeah. to have seen my grandmother bathing my child, which yeah. and my mom does it too. But my mom's mm-hmm. way of doing it is very different. The way, at least, the way I felt watching my grandmother bathing my child, is 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 not more special, but it's just different from yeah. watching my mom bathing my child. Because she was really like, oh, is it this person, this person? And the idea of your existence in a flow rather than your mm-hmm. existence in a moment, right? That's, that's the feeling I got from listening yeah. to her. Like, oh, today this is who is flowing through you. And there's yeah. this other person who's flowing. But these people are always flowing through you. Also scientifically, right? Like your genes and all that. Yeah. You're, not, you're not an individual. No, I like that. Okay. And do, do the, does the grandma put the baby in all three buckets or just... <laughs> Is that just important? You don't go in the bucket. The cold, you don't you go know? in the bucket. You are just on your grandma's lap. Okay. Because, <laughs> you know, dip the all three and be like, like this is what, the What that is boil you? Now let's cool you down. No, 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 no. no. That's not what's happening. Okay. I mean, if you've just given birth and you give it's your child to yes. somebody, this is what you're afraid is going to happen. 
Of course. Yeah. But that's not what happened. Like, what, are <laughs> what are you doing to my child? No, it's, oh. it, you know, so the, each time, so the, the washcloth is, um, so you have the third bucket where a bit of hot water, a bit of cold water join to make yeah, warm water. Warm, yeah. So each time yeah. they measure, they put the, just the right temperature on your baby's body and clean okay. the baby. Then they, they yeah. I mean, this whole thing is quite a ritual. And there's all yeah. the stretching of the baby's body, massaging. Some people yes. throw. Some <laughs> nobody's <laughs> thrown my baby. I've heard stories of being thrown <laughs> and being caught. <laughs> oh my god! In the air. Yeah. Oh. And, oh, the other important thing is um, when I had my child, my mother came prepared with some things, um, mm -hmm. and some of the important things, and irrespective of gender, uh, the baby is then decorated in beads um there are mm -hmm. beads that are put on the wrists beads around yeah. the knees like a, oh, and okay. a necklace and waist yeah so okay. waist beads girls always wear waist beads but yeah. boys boy babies also wear waist beads at the very beginning and there's okay. different meanings to some of the colors so it, um there are some ideas for instance if you wear Later on, they might put red beads around the baby if the baby has certain skin problems. Like it mm. protects, there are some protective ideas around yeah. some of the colors. But um, when I had my baby, when she was fresh, freshly born, she got these mm -hmm. white beads. So white beads around okay. her neck. And it's just a set, set of jewels decorated. Yeah. Uh, and then well buttered my god i remember the buttering of <laughs> yes. this child <laughs> and then massaging Endless. you know like in our culture like they massage the like my mom because i have yeah. two girls so she's like massaging the butt yes. and the hips she's like you need a yes. good butt this is what hips. my mom exactly and my mom was doing this as well. so in the in the in this bath when you are on your grandmother's when the baby's on your, on yeah. your grandmother's um lap they are doing That's, all yeah. sorts of interesting massage moves so through the whole <laughs> spine and then they squeeze the thing, like these, the, the butt, butt, exactly. They shape the butt and they say, like, that's what we have. That's our heritage, you know. But you have a butt like us. I like that. And then, like, please don't get no crooked yeah, exactly. legs straight to the legs. The legs. <laughs> it's really this idea. And shape your head, you know. The hot yeah, the head, yeah. Really uh, shape your head. But also, um, like, there's this idea. Oh, well, it's basically just colic. So a warm cloth on the on the mm. tummy and on the belly button yeah. for stomach aches and cramps. Yeah. And then um, actually for the mom, I only talked about the soup, but uh, when uh, you also have like your aunties and moms and all the people in the house, they help you tie your belly so that your your yes. your stomach doesn't <laughs> just. I mean, it's not to make it flat per se, but it's to help your womb go back to its position. So tying your belly and also. Um, sitting on hot water to steam. Okay. My my mom was like, you know, when you give birth, your limbs are no longer in the position that they were before. So you have air in your body. You have holes and air in your body. So you have to like... So she also doesn't like it if you go out in windy weather and yeah. things like that. Like this idea that wind will enter your body and make you sick. You yeah. know, you have to really keep yourself protected you have to keep yourself covered and the sitting yeah. on the now it's actually isn't this a popular thing now yoni but yeah, mean, yeah this is i mean now is uh, as though people have discovered it but people have been doing this for ages yeah. 
yeah. You have some herbs you put it's in the water or just a disinfectant. Yeah. And you just sit or squat over this water and steam your okay. freshly opened spaces. <laughs> 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 to help you heal and cleanse and purify your body. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, does the washing only happen for the first week that the grandma does it and then you take over? Or does it go on as long as... Like, how long does the is the mother taking yeah, care of? Yeah, it really depends on the circumstances. Um, mm. So for some people, they can go and stay with their moms for a year, you know? Ooh, um wow. But I don't think this is like conventional or like standard, the standard mm. length of time. It really depends on the situation at home and the affluence of the family. Like, can they afford or have space to yeah. have help in the house? But there's like, I think okay. it's about 40 days, three months or so, between 40 days and three months, yeah. where you get this type of help. And, um, yeah. and everybody's like readily available to support you through this. But you know, now we're modernizing. Yeah. A lot of people don't want this. They want to just do it themselves. And they... Yeah, that's what I understand because I would never be able to survive. Yeah. Like, if I had to do it myself, I loved this treatment of just do nothing. Yeah. We'll take care of you, you know, serve you. It's, and it's so important because you need to rest. Your body yeah. is exhausted. You know, your, your brain, you're tired, you're not sleeping. So you really need that rest, you know, yeah. and uh, having people to take care of you it makes sense and for 40 days for us it's also okay. 40 days yeah. it's the six weeks you know just like they tell you here in holland like after six weeks then you're ready to have sex yeah. with your husband and then you're you know fully recovered but i mean in, in a way like holland here in the netherlands a lot is is quite well organized you get this uh, what's it called kramsor kramsor yeah they come to help you yeah. for a, a week yeah um but you know this type of help and support that we're describing, I think it's only enjoyable if it doesn't fall on the shoulders of one person, yeah. right? You yeah. really need a community of people yes. who are That's helping true. out and then, and then it's joyful for everybody. Yeah. But otherwise, if it's like one person no, who is like yeah. supposed to do all these things for you, you also don't feel relaxed enough to, no. to sit around for six weeks, no. right? No, that's true. No, it's a whole, it's the household. You yeah, know? yeah. There's maybe cooking and massaging and washing the baby. That's yeah. what my doing. And she still washes my baby, by the yeah. way. But And massages and, you know, takes care, cleans, uh, you know, holds her to put her to sleep. Sleep, yeah. But because she has help, but, you know, in, in our African context, we have someone who's cleaning, cooking, washing. Exactly. So you you have time to spend, you know, on on the mother and the baby. So that's important. Yeah. Because how do you guys do your bath? Uh, no, we just put the baby in water, you know, in a little bath, and then my mom just washes her, and then it's the massage that counts, you know. After, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like when she finishes, she 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 sings she sings a little song for her, you yeah. know, about happiness, bringing happiness to your parents or something. Yeah. And then she lays her down and massages. So in the beginning, my baby was loving it. She was just like, ah, oh, like <laughs> and then she does pass out. You know, she's like, mm, this was good. Yeah. Like, this life of a baby, I wanted to. <laughs> but the mother also gets massaged. That's yeah. part of it. So the baby gets massaged, but the mother also okay. gets massaged every day, at least for the first week. But for the 40 days, at least. And then with the with Shia butter as well, like well rubbed, you know. Yeah. 
and the stomach like with the wrapper they like tie your belly yeah exactly <laughs> put it back <laughs> my mom's like your belly your belly i'm like yeah, leave me alone <laughs> let me have my belly do you know what let it hang <laughs> I did in the beginning and I was like, oh, it's too much work. Like yeah. walking, you can't even, you can hardly walk what? with the wrapper. So? Yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense, you know. So all these, yeah. it's so funny because the airway and then what I'm talking about, the two couleurs, you know, yeah. and uh, it's similar, like 40 days, the massage, the carrying, the food, the soups, you know, everything is yeah. to have, give the mother milk. You know, it's also taking a break and relaxing so you can take time to breastfeed, you know, and take, um, because we're, we're so rushed here as well. Like, and if yeah. it doesn't work, we're frustrated and we give up and we take the bottle, you know? Yeah. And uh, exactly. that's what the Kramsworth lady this time was telling me. She's like, I'm glad the COVID is happening because now mothers are forced to uh, <clears throat> take relax time, yeah. and take time and hang out with their kid, you know? Yeah. Which we don't always get the luxury of, uh, of doing. Of so. doing. And, and a lot yeah. of us don't even, but you know, it's different. A lot of us don't even really think we should spend this type of time with our yeah. kids because of all these economic pressures right? yeah, yeah exactly when i had my child like uh i um what I, I it made it easier actually for me to go to work i went to work quite quickly mm. after having her so she, I was, she was about two months old when i started work and uh, but I was really lucky because I, I was in Ghana and I had my mom and my aunts. And, exactly. you know, even when I wasn't there, it was a big, you, you know, I guess for me, the big insight <laughs> having my child was that your child is not yours. No. You know, you think because it came from you, it's yours, but it's not yours. And that's not a bad thing. Your child belongs in a community and that community shows up when you've had your child and yeah. So and it's and it's not even your community. It's the community of the lineage, you know. So yeah. my mom's friends, who themselves are not very wealthy, they mm. showed up, you mm -hmm. know, with bags of rice and like all wow. sorts of food and made noise in the house. Like, yeah. And this <laughs> child has come home with a baby, and I yeah. didn't, I hardly know these people, you know. Yeah. But they came to support my mom. Yeah. And that was That's really amazing. special to me to yeah. really feel this community thing so when mm -hmm. i was going back to work after two months it was of course it was it difficult okay. but i feel it was yeah. it was okay because there was this yeah. huge group of people like all these aunties and cousins yeah. at home and my they mom and my care. grandmother everybody was around yeah. um so the the just the not burden but pressure of yeah. you know not knowing what to do not knowing how not yeah it was and leaving the child with a, a stranger or unknown yeah. person no, yeah. I didn't have to go through that. Though I have to say there's another side to this idea of your child not being completely yours. So I don't know if you remember, that, but I remember telling you guys this. The first time I went to work, mm -hmm. I came home and they had perforated my daughter's ears. <laughs> Nobody talked to me. <laughs> That's something that would happen in my household too, yeah. for sure. <laughs> At least if it was a boy, they would circumcise and you wouldn't even be aware of it until you came home. So it's not because a girl to has to have earrings. Are yeah. you crazy? Yeah, no, everybody. This is the thing. All these aunties came, they're like, Why is this a boy? Why, yeah. is this, why are the ears not pierced? And so yeah. I was like, Oh, don't worry, give me time. I will do it. Yeah. I will do it. And my mom and my aunts, they look left, they're look like... right. Amma is gone. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> yep. 
And you can't and say asked, anything about I it. I asked yeah. them, did she cry? And they were just like, not. no, no, she didn't cry. I was like, come on, you just pushed <laughs> this thing. <laughs> Poor child. But anyway, <laughs> it's culture, you know, tradition. Yeah. As long as it doesn't, you know, because I think, I mean, earrings is something else. But like when we talk about female genital yeah. mutilation, then you know then it's something else because that happens also when they wait for the mother or parents to yeah. leave and then they they would they do these things yeah. yeah so this is the the flip side the thing is if you yeah. so in, in my community as far as i know we don't do fgm and no. so we can laugh about this earring thing and we don't yeah. do for instance uh, uh, facial scarring or tribal marks i think mm. it was another friend of ours who said like uh, Ah, you are lucky. You could have gone and come back and found your child's face cut up. Different, yeah. <laughs> Different. <laughs> Tattooed. Exactly. I was like, oh, my oh God. Okay, fine. This is... Yeah, it's just holes in the okay. ear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can close, yeah. you know. Mm. Yeah, I totally... No, that makes sense, though. But, uh, you know, the, also having the close bond with the, the family, then you, you can trust that they will not try to hurt your child either yeah you know? exactly and, they're doing and it in the best interest exactly yeah. every because i think actually in a way the family wants to make sure that you don't hurt your child if you yeah. exclude your child from wearing earrings you're doing something wrong to your child you know mm. so this is where you need to find i mean there are a lot of the culture balance, clashes yeah. here that we're talking yeah. about right <laughs> like there are a lot of uh, opportunities to fight uh with your with your parents it's, you know like how do you put your baby to to, to sleep. To sleep. How long yeah. is your baby allowed to cry? And if the baby yeah. is not, uh, if your baby belongs in the community, what what space do you have to say something about it? You know. Yeah. Oh, crying is not allowed. By the way, I tried this one method, like you know, the cried out, which I'm I'm against, yeah. but uh, it's fine if it works for others. But I tried that when my first baby was five months old. Yeah. I just let her nap, and we tried that for forty five minutes. It was excruciating. Horrible, I, I, eh? No, no, never no, do no. It again. We don't do I it. cried myself. I sent a recording of that to my older sisters and they they cussed me out and they were so mad at me and they're like, what are you doing to our baby? How dare you leave her crying? He's a baby. How can you do that? They just totally didn't understand. I was like, oh, that was just big. It's a theory. They said... <laughs> no i don't get it you know i mean yay if it works for you have the heart to do it but i for me it's just not a no i no. it depends really you know this concept and on the child too. Yeah, yeah because some people like uh i know of people who after the i mean they get home with their baby and the baby goes straight into their own bedroom their room. in yes. their own cot you know yeah and uh that's i don't know that way of doing things it, it no. feels very like cold to me yeah and I can imagine that with that, you're trying to teach your child to have their... And I, I think people who do that sleep better at night. Yeah, kids, they do. You know? <laughs> but I don't know how that goes in terms of bonding because you get up every night. Or maybe they don't even sleep better at night. They have to get up at night to go get to out feed of them, bed yeah. to go and feed your child. Yeah. At least for the first three months or 10 weeks or whatever, because I read also like my child sleeps from 11 to 7 at 10 weeks. And I'm like, wow. what? <laughs> how my and my oldest she, daughter is almost two years old she still doesn't sleep through the night you know she's got problems she doesn't know how to self-soothe we have to do that so i mean there's this that's the downside but it really depends on the personality of the child yeah i know. think so and i and again i think it depends on the support you have you know if you have yeah. a child who isn't self-soothing but you have lots of people who can help you out yeah then like yeah. It, you know i just think that a community-based lifestyle yeah 
has significantly different ways of um, raising a child. You yeah, know? totally. So all these yeah. concepts of cry it out, self-soothe, uh, uh, sleeping by the... <laughs> what is that? All these yeah. things. They are for individual family <laughs> sets, I think, you know? Yeah, they're like, what? No, I mean, our African culture, or my family, no way. They're like, your baby sleeps with you. What are you yeah. talking about? Put me in another room. <laughs> exactly, for what? <laughs> what do you mean cry? What are you doing when your baby, baby sleeps with your baby. Why are you letting your baby cry? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> but but we also you know my mom also was really strict about um also holding the baby too much yes it's because then you spoil the child the child doesn't go to the child uh is, is now training is you afraid, to pick yeah. them up every time they make a sound you know they're afraid so they're yeah. they, there is like yeah balance i mean it's all ultimately it's all about balance how yeah. do you find it <laughs> my grandfather and my grand aunt were traditional birth attendants and it makes me so sad that I can't find this voice recording I made with my grand aunt um, yeah. about 10 years ago asking her about yeah. the job of a traditional birth attendant because her description was so not practical it was really like you know when you're giving birth you're on a line between uh, uh, death and yeah, exactly, life, and, life death. and death. Yeah. And our job yeah. is to encourage you to choose life, you know? And so mm-hmm. we like, uh, let, because when you choose life, that's when the baby comes. And um, yeah. yeah, I don't remember exactly what she said, but they had, they have so many rituals and things that they do to encourage you to choose life through this pain, mm-hmm. you know? I when I was giving birth, it was my mom who was with me, and she was just calling everybody, Jesus, God, everybody, <laughs> save my child, please. <laughs> I can't imagine like for a mom to see her child go through Ooh. that, you know, because the first one she was in a corner, she wasn't even watching. She was in the corner yeah. praying, praying, praying. crying. This, this was my mom as well, yeah. just praying and yeah. jumping. And I remember at one point thinking, like, I have to calm my mom down. Like, I, need, I, need to, I need to help my mom. It's okay, mom. It's okay. Yeah, it's tough. Like, if we ever, I mean, blessed to have that experience as well, then we'll yeah. understand, I think. Okay, well, thank you so much for sharing. That was very interesting. And um, I'm sure people have questions and comments on, on this. So I will keep yeah, you posted. Yeah, well, thank you for this initiative and you're here. for putting it all uh, in a podcast form because I think there's so many wonderful yeah. stories that people have to share. There are. And these are such special moments. Um, they are, yeah. And we lose so much like because things are fast. changing so fast, culture so fast, we're losing everything. Like our, you know, our grandparents are gone and they had so much knowledge. That's why I'm trying to capture through my mom but also if I could get like I told her to talk to her uncle you know who's like 90 wow. something now but he has I mean you know they said uh, this Amadou Abateba who said when an old man dies it's like yeah. a library that goes oh, because they have so much knowledge and they don't write it down it's all in their heads and oral but that's you know? what this form uh, allows it's really great I mean you're really inspiring me to do something uh... Just yeah, to, you should go record yeah, your old people's. Yeah, uh, because you know we think about film, we think about radio, we think about writing, but really maybe podcasting is the way to get like direct accounts mm. and stories from uh, yeah from families and communities. 
Thank you so much, Ama. That was truly enlightening. And now my friend Leticia is going to talk to us about how the Ovambo in Namibia do it, relate to her by her mother-in-law. Go ahead. When a woman gives birth to their first child traditionally, of course it is done in a traditional heart. Um, there's no, there's, by a traditional birth attendant. And you give birth there and you remain in the heart. You don't go out. Um, to go cook or to go any household chores because you are regarded as, as somebody that is not well, probably not pure because you have just given blood, a birth and there is blood and your uterus, etc. Um, so you remain in this room until the umbilical cord the umbilical cord falls off of the baby. This takes about four. For some kids, which is extreme, it goes up to 10 days. After that, you can go outside. One of the biggest tasks is for people to give you food. It is the job of the men to make sure that you have at least have eaten fresh meat, mostly a goat. Um, they believe that when a lactating mother, newly lactating mother, drink this um, fresh sauce, fresh meat, it does her good. It does her good because it's a, it's a delicacy, and she deserves to be spoiled, to be given this, and this is the responsibility of the husband. I remember when I gave George was still in Malaysia. The father and the wife made made sure that I got that they brought me this goat. Um, coincidentally, I was thinking about I just wanted to have it, and just when I was think I think a day before, the next day I see they are here. They drove over one thousand kilos just to come deliver it. So they were honoring that traditional practice. They felt it's important that they, they do it. That's one part. The other part is that the woman is kept warm. She dresses warm. They believe that a woman that is exposed, a lactating mother exposed to cold, is likely to fall ill, including going cycle, because it can affect her brain as well. So her head is always covered and she's always in, uh, covered up with clothes. They do, they would um, dig a hole, put in hot charcoal, and then she would sit on it. This is uh, meant for, for first of all, um, ensuring that the, any blood clot residues that have remained would come out. But more importantly, to shrink the uterus so that it goes back into place. Another important activity is ensuring that the woman has food all the time. Um, like I mentioned, they, it is believed that a woman who has given, who has just given birth and has not been given enough proper food at the beginning would later just continue eating a lot of food um, and would not get full, would not get satisfied. So when you are just, you know, you have just given birth, they make sure that they eat a lot of food. You eat until you are full.
um, properly. That's very important. Okay, so once this umbilical cord of the baby falls off between four to 10 days, 10 days is extreme, but it happens. Um, that's when uh, the family of the father, whether it's an aunt or a cousin or mother, etc., would come in and remove the child and yourself from the, from the room. They take the baby outside they cut off the baby hair because they are now welcoming this child to the outside world and um, wants new hair to grow. And then they would also make the carrier and, and carry the baby on their back just for a few minutes. If it's a boy, they would also, um, they may also do make, yeah, it's a bow, it's an arrow bow for hunting, whether it is for shooting wild animals or birds or whatever. Um, and then they would, of course, in the house where the lady's from, married or not married, they would, of course, do, um, do traditional drinks. And, um, of course, something will be slaughtered and people would eat. So that's like a, a small um practice that happens yeah of course before this um relical court falls off of course the woman is not allowed to do any other um, outside activities beside baby related and of course they teach her how to take care of the baby give the baby warm in those days there's no diapers so as a woman you just find one of your old clothes and tear it into smaller pieces and that's what you use for for um, as diapers and keep the baby warm as well. Uh, in terms of massages, most of the massage is done by the mother, especially on the legs. They believe that especially babies that are born with non-straight legs, they would massage while the bones are still soft and uh, the massage can easily help to, to prevent any deformation. Um, but let me, if, if there's any stomach related, like most kids are born with a colic or just too much gas and whatever, they would again, um, call, uh, somebody from the community that is known for massaging skills as well. Otherwise for the women also, they do a hot cloth, um, very hot a cloth from hot water. And they would massage you with that. Actually, in the olden days, it's not massage. It's just beat you up with that cloth on your back, on your shoulders, um, wherever they deem necessary for you um, to get this heat. Um, because they believe it helps also with, you know, getting rid of, of any unnecessary um, uh, things like, you know, blood clot, etc. For boys, baby boys, they wear um, a belt. This is to help um, define the waist so that there's a difference between the stomach and the waist. And then same for the girls, they wear beads also just so that the waist is very, is very defined. So otherwise, in this case, men are not very involved in, in small babies.
but theirs is to ensure that there is food, enough food, including this fresh meat that the woman needs to take for her firstborn. Most women breastfed their babies because it was for them it's very important um, that the child is the baby is breastfed a year and longer. It was breastfeeding was also used as a family planning method um, because it helped some women to to not have periods and therefore not fall pregnant. So women breastfed for as long as they ca- they could. Um, yeah. Otherwise, in terms of sitting, women are told to sit properly. They must close their legs and they must dress warm so that air does not penetrate between their legs and eventually find itself to to the stomach or brain. Yeah. Um, bathing, yes, when they beat you up with this hot towel or hot clothes, which is what we are calling massage now, um, you do bath, you do bath, except for the baby in winter, they don't bath the baby. They have some traditional nuts that they crush and mix with some scented stones or that they crush and mix up and put it on the baby to give a nice scent. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that, Leticia. I hope our listeners have learned something and have seen the similarities and differences between the four cultures that have been presented on episode one and two. If there are other cultures that you would like to hear about or you'd like to share, let me know and we can feature you. And otherwise, send in your questions and I can post them and ask our speakers to answer. Thank you for listening once again.